0: speed on a few things that's happening here at Flag Church. But first off, we just want to thank you for continuing to give and to invest in the the kingdom, uh, in, in Flag Church, and believing the vision that God has uh, planted here for uh, this community and uh, Fort Scott and the surrounding communities. Uh, because of your generosity, because of your giving, uh, we, uh, this week, were able to bring on Three new missionaries. So, can we celebrate God's uh, blessings and favor? Uh, missions is uh, the heartbeat of the church. Uh, missions is what Jesus called us and commissioned us to do—to go into all the world and preach the good news. He said, start uh, in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and Judea and Samaria, and to the other par- most parts of the world. And so we uh, believe in missions. We believe in investing in missionaries so they can go do uh, what God has called them to do be an extension of uh, the local church. And so um, we decided this past. Week Um, with us focusing on next gen and next gen ministries, uh, we feel like God's been stirring our heart right now in the area of foster care. And uh, so, uh, foster care is something that we'll be talking a lot um, in the next few months and uh, maybe the next year. Uh, But um, some of you may be familiar with uh, Hope a uh, sorry uh, fostered connection here locally um, Lacey Nichols and she do, Nicholson and she does an amazing job uh, helping coming alongside of foster families and foster kids to help them have the best Uh, experience and helping them walk that journey and so uh, we've seen an amazing uh, uh, fruit come out of that ministry they're actually looking at launching in Fort Scott and we're going to be partnering very closely with them as they launch in Fort Scott to help them Uh, but we're going to be supporting them monthly and uh, bringing them on as a missions uh, local missions organization uh, here in Pittsburgh. And then uh, talking about foster care, uh, some of you may have um, been here when Jason Gieschman was here with Fostered, uh, Hope Fostered uh, a, a ministry out of Kansas City area that they are a U.S. missions with the Assemblies of God. And their whole purpose is to create awareness about the foster care uh, ministry that is out there to create awareness of how the church can play a, vital part in helping and walking with them. So we're going to be bringing on Jason Gishman as well uh, on, uh, with uh, our mini- um, missions portfolio and excited to have him and support him on a monthly basis. And thirdly, um, as the Assemblies of God, uh, we are constantly focused on Focusing on missions and reaching the world, the last world for Jesus. And uh, a new uh, initiative that they have launched is, and you'll hear, you heard about it at our missions convention, which is Change the Map. And uh, uh, some of you may have heard of Live Dead, which was the focus on the Arab nation. But Change the Map is a focus on reaching the Southeast Asian region, Eurasia, uh, where there is a huge um, flow of the Buddhist religion and the Hindu religion that we're in, uh, trying to impact and send missionaries into those regions so they can impact life. So we have um, decided to bring on Jake and Sam Tees, who will be missionaries to Sri Lanka, where I'm from, which I'm excited about, uh, where there is a huge Buddhist and uh, Hindu population, and so they'll be going to Sri Lanka as missionaries, so we'll be bringing them on as well. So we just wanna say thank you, Flag Church, for believing in missions, for giving to missions, for supporting missions, because God is doing a cool work uh, there. So can we celebrate that? Hey men, uh, actually this is a men's ministry event, but it's a family event tomorrow at 3 p.m., us uh, said 3 p.m., at 5 p.m. Uh, here at Pitt State uh, at the baseball fields. Uh, there's going to be a baseball game that we're inviting you to come be a part of, bring your family with you. There'll be a tailgate at 5 p.m. You'll we'll have information as you leave. There's information on the app as well. The game starts at 6 o'clock, but an amazing opportunity uh, to uh, bring your family and enjoy a baseball game uh, sponsored by men's ministry. So hope you would consider Consider that. Also, parents, if you have kids in our kids' ministry, I'm excited. Pastor Jalen has come up with this new opportunity to invest in your kids. It's a back-to-school retreat that she'll be doing August 6th and 7th. Starts at 5, I think it's, uh, no, uh, yeah, 5.30 to 7 p.m. There's information on the app. Please connect. Get your kids connected. You can get them signed up for that. And lastly, we talked about this last week, but we want to let you know so you can save the date Uh, If you have not heard, I'm sure you've heard by now, Uh, Pastor Tom and Lori are going to be retiring, and their last Sunday with us is uh, July 30th, but we have a celebration planned uh, July 29th and 30th, which is a Saturday, and that Sunday, a Saturday is a come and go from 2 to 4 p.m., and then that Sunday we'll have a special service, and Pastor Tom will be preaching his last message here, and so we want you to save the date. We want to put that on your calendar. Make sure you don't make any plans. You can come be a part of that just want to bring you uh, in the loop on that there's information on the app as well okay now that we're done with the announcements you guys ready to get in the word? Yes. yeah so last week if you were here we started a series talking about experiencing God and um, we talked about the importance of uh, our devotional life and spending time in God's word over emotion we talked about how um, it is important um, to have those emotional highs, but those emotional highs lead to deeper devotion that leads to higher emotional experiences with God. And so the foundation being the uh, Word of God and so I'm excited for today. I just want to welcome all of our friends from Fort Scott. Man, we got to hang out with them yesterday. It was awesome doing life with you guys. We, uh, If you haven't heard, we're just updating you guys. Uh, pastor Grady and Jackie are transitioning out of Fort Scott as our campus pastor. So we got to hang out with our Fort Scott campus with uh, some of our team members there. Had an amazing dinner last night. Talked about vision. Talked about future plans. Uh, are, just so that you keeping you in the loop, uh, we are possibly looking at a, a venue change change a location. We don't have all the details yet, but looking at shifting to a a venue that's going to make it better for them to connect and do life together. We're also uh, had uh, uh, initial conversations with a potential campus pastor uh, that we're not sure where it's going to head, but we asked that you'll be praying, but we're excited for what God is doing in Fort Sky. It was a powerful uh, connection time yesterday, so thank you for joining us in person this morning. So experiencing God, this morning we're going to be talking about how do we experience God, and it's talking about meeting over missing. Meeting over missing. As human beings, we talked last week, we are experiential beings. We experience stuff using our senses that God has created. And God gave us those five senses so that we can experience creation. We talked about that last week. But most importantly, that we can experience the creator God. Because he created us to be in a relationship and to enjoy his company. See, experience... The definition we looked at last week is um, having been affected by or gained knowledge through direct observation or participation. And we looked at this last week, to experience something, we need to be present. You can't experience something or a person without being present in the moment, like, you're here this morning, and we are praying and hoping that you are present here so you can experience what is happening here. Some of us can be here but be present somewhere else, right? And, and so it's important to be present, to be present in the moment. So as we talk about experience, how many of you have heard the acronym BFF? Best friends forever, right? You guys have heard that? I know it's an old, old thing, right? Uh, how many of you have a BFF? How many of you've had a BFF? Be real. Okay. How many of you had multiple BFF? I don't get that. It's best friends forever, but we have multiple BFFs, right? Yeah. See, I don't I, I about your BFF. I had a BFF growing up. His name, uh, it was back in Sri Lanka. His name was Niranjan. Um, I used to hang out. I know, you were like, what was that name again? Right? You want me to say it again? Okay, Niranjan. Can you say that? Yeah, you're good. He, he need to give him a candy bar or something. Um. But yeah, he was my best friend, my BFF. We used to, and the reason we were BFFs is because we used to always hang out together. Uh, we used to ride the bus together. We used to ride the bus after school together. We used to go to ball games together. We, he came, hung out at my house. I was at his house. His parents knew me. My parents knew him. We did life together. We were constantly together. We got into trouble together. Uh, we kept people, kept. Uh, he got me in trouble. I got him in trouble. It was good. It was fun. Uh, but that's what made us BFFs. Now, today, um, we're not BFFs. We're still friends. Uh, The reason being is uh, we live in different parts of the world. We uh, have stopped connecting on a regular basis. Uh, He's got married, he has a family, I've got married, have a family, and we have parted ways and have not become, have not stayed BFFs. Today, um, I have a new BFF. My wife, Misty. Oh, she's here. Uh, She snuck in. No, she's doing nursery, so uh, she's taking care of multiple areas. But she's my uh, new BFF because we do life together. We hang out together. We know each other. We uh, go on vacations together. We work together. We pray together. Uh, There are cool things that happen. Like uh, one of the things that we have done for a while now, for a long time now, which has really helped our marriages, we start our day together with prayer and and, uh, devotional together, and we pray for each other. But uh, some of you know this too. And in the afternoons, we do this cool thing uh, that some of you go, oh, well, we can't do it because it's past 4 o'clock. But we have a cup of coffee together in the afternoon at around 5, 5.30. And we just sit down and we just unpack the day. We, we find out what happened in her day. She finds out what happened in my day. We talk about the kids. We, we talk about what's happening that evening. And we just, and sometimes we don't even talk. We just hang out and have a cup of coffee. It's, it's just doing life together. And so because of that, uh, we've grown in our relationship and we've experienced amazing moments because we intentionally have carved out time to spend together. So as we continue this series of experiencing God, like I said last week, we talked about devotion over uh, emotion. This week, I want to talk about the importance of meeting over missing. One thing that we've seen with COVID is COVID has caused us as human beings to miss a lot, to live in isolation a lot, to live in our own little corners a lot, right? See, experience requires, if you're taking notes, by the way, our notes are on our Flag Church app. If you'd like to uh, follow along, you can do that. Experience requires a conscious activity that leads to a growing relationship that is fostered over time. Over time. So, what does experience God look like to you? I shared this last week. For me, it's being present, first off, growing in a relationship, doing life and experience life together, and understanding that He's not a distant being. That he is very near and dear and he's close to us and he wants to be in this vibrant relationship that is fostered over meeting on a regular basis. We experience his nearness when we meet on a regular basis. So I want to make this statement. I want you to process this for a little bit and we'll unpack it here. Religion and rules lead to missing. Relationship leads to meeting. And we'll talk about that here in a few minutes. So we have this anchor verse that we've been using for, uh, that I've used for this series, and that verse is found in Acts chapter 2, verses 42. And basically the, the scripture talks about all the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. So what we talked about this last week, how uh, the context of this passage is that the Holy Spirit came on the apostles and they were baptized in the Holy Spirit and Peter receives his boldness and he gives the message and 3,000 people come to know Jesus Christ and they are baptized by water and men talk about an emotional high, talk about uh, the, the, uh, uh, the, the peak of a revival, the launch of the early church and all of this and this after that, The next day comes, and we have all these believers. And guess what they do? They devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings, fellowship, and to sharing in a meal and to prayer. It's this consistent connection. So they devoted themselves to time with him and his word, which we looked at last week. Time with him and his people, which we're looking at this week. And time uh, with him in prayer, which we'll look. That leads to an experience with him. So to help us unpack this a little more, I'm going to look at a scripture or a passage in Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25, and it talks about, let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some of us are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as you see the day approaching. So the importance of meeting versus missing, to help each other grow, to grow towards a spiritual, a, a stronger spiritual bond with Jesus and with each other. So when we look at, at the word meeting, it, it's equal, it's refer, uh, we, we see that they use the word fellowship. Meeting means fellowship. The word fellowship is derived from a Greek word, uh, and many of you may have heard of it called called Koinonia. To have in common or to share, to have something in common or to share with a group of people. And we see that in the first, uh, the New Testament church, uh, the first time, I mean, in the Bible, the word fellowship was first used in this passage in Acts chapter uh, 2, verse 42, which we just read. And that was the launch of the New Testament church and so we see that these people these body of believers came together and they had something in common which was jesus christ right and they had something to share with each other doing life together and and breaking bread together see what we see is there was this whole uh, whole uh, uh, structure of religion and rules And then we see Jesus enter the picture, and then we see relationships starting to happen. We see rules and religion that causes us to miss and not meet and to avoid. And then we see relationships starting to form that causes us to meet and to grow in a relationship with each other. And the reason being is that we were created as uh, experiential beings so that we may be in a constant relationship relationship with God first, and then with each other. So you and I are human beings created to being in a relationship with the Creator God. So today, as we look at this fellowship, I want to look at it from two different angles. First off, a fellowship, a relationship with the Father, the Creator God. And second, a fellowship, a relationship with His family fellow believers you and us right so meeting over missing it all goes back to the beginning Uh, the relationship goes back to the beginning uh, in chapter 1 of the Bible in Genesis chapter 1 and we see this passage in Genesis chapter 1 where God said let us make mankind in our own image that they may rule over the, 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 the garden that we've created, rule over the animals, rule over everything that we have created and, and let us uh, make a him or make man in our own image, in the image of God. So the question is, why did God create you and me in his own image? See, humans were created with a unique capacity for moral and rational awareness. God made humans to be different from animals. He built us uh, into, uh, to have these unique qualities that we can share with Him, so that we can be in this constant communion with Him, so that we can be in this relationship with Him. The experience of personality, of truth, of beauty, of meaning, of will, and reason. These attributes, they allow us to relate to God in a way that other, cre- uh, other creation can't, other creatures can't. See, you and I were created by God, for God, to be in a relationship with Him and to meet with Him and to meet with others and do life together. So then we fast forward to Genesis chapter 2 and we see in Genesis chapter 2 God says it's not good for man to be alone so let's make him a helpmate right because God knew that we needed companionship we needed to be in a community we needed to to have each other to hold each other up and to do life together And like I said earlier, I think we've gone through uh, uh, this whole season of COVID that has kind of taken what God intended us to do, which was community, and has caused this wedge of separation from human beings to be in isolation. And if you know anything about COVID, isolation hasn't been good for humans. (laughs) It has caused all kinds of side effects that is uh, now uh, causing major issues in society. That's because it is counter to what God intended. We were created in Genesis chapter 1 to be in a relationship with the Father, and in Genesis chapter 2 to be in a relationship with each other, which is the foundation of family. Sadly, what we see in Genesis chapter 3 is this relationship gets messed up. We see Eve hanging out in the garden, and we see Satan entering the picture and tempting Eve to do something that God had clearly told them not to do. God had told man and woman, you have access to everything I've created, but this is one thing I don't want you to touch. Do not eat out of this tree that I have created, because God knew what was best for Adam and Eve. So Satan walks in and said, God, did God really say that to you? I mean, come on, really? Did God really say that I mean, I you mean, should, you should consider that. So we see Eve stepping in uh, to something that she was told not to and we see sin entering the picture. And when that happens, their eyes are open and what happens is they see that they are naked. And then there's this interesting thing that happens in verse 8. Then man and his wife Heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God. They hid. And they hid from him among the trees of the garden. So this beautiful relationship that was created by God is destroyed because of sin entering into the world. And we see that God comes in the cool of the day to meet with Adam and Eve. He walked in the garden to be in a relationship with them, to do life with them. And he's still walking in the garden today, looking for human beings to do life with him. God came walking in the cool of the day. Just picture that with me. Here's Adam and Eve hanging out in this garden. Here comes God walking. He came to meet with them. Does that sound like an angry rules and punishment kind of God? Or does that sound like a loving, caring, relational God? How many of us, don't raise your hand, but have this image of God as a rules punishing angry God because that's kind of what the world has portrayed God to be but he's not that he's a relational loving caring God that wants the best for you and me so what did man do what did Adam and Eve do they hid why did they hide maybe the awareness of guilt and sin that caused them to avoid God How many of you have uh, had that situation happen? I know I have, where you've uh, maybe had a disagreement with someone, and you walk into Walmart, and you see them. And you go, oh, let me walk this way. Oh, they come on. oh, let me go this way. (laughs) How many of you have done that? You're like, you know you've done that, right? Why do we do that? Because we don't see eye to eye. We avoid them, right? How many of you uh, avoid... Family functions because maybe there's somebody you don't agree with. And you make all kinds of excuses not to be there, right? We, we, miss, we miss connecting because we are made aware of the guilt and the sin in us. We're afraid. They were afraid and uncomfortable in the presence of God. They knew that, oh, he, I, oh man, I've messed up. I can't be in his presence. I talk to people uh, where I, I say, hey, you need to come check out Flag Church or come, come hang out. He's, they're like, oh, man, if I walked in the roof, we'll cave in. Right? How many of you heard that? And we laugh. But let me tell you something, Flag Church. Um, some of you have been there already. Uh, but when we invite people, understand that if they don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, walking into a church could be very intimidating because of all the lies that the enemy has portrayed about God and their relationship to God. And so it's very important to understand where they are as we invite people. They realized that they had displeased God by defying his will. So they hid. The sin condition robbed them from the confidence of being near to God. So they hid. They stopped showing up to meet with God. And here's another cool observation. They also hid in the trees in the garden. So basically, they hid in created things from the creator God. How many of us do that on a daily basis? The busyness of life. We hide from God. God. We stay busy working on social media. Family, which God intended for good, but we can hide. Kids, which is a good thing. Created things that we use to hide from meeting with God, to avoid the Creator. Now, I may be stepping on toes here, but. I think it's important to unpack this a little bit but if you look at our society here how we've added things to our calendars on a day that we get to meet with God Uh, we've been there ourselves and we we realized it and we decided this is this not can continue to happen but travel sports man I'm telling you travel sports that takes away from the time that you get to meet with God how about the boat and the lake that takes away from time to meet with God. How about, oh, I'm just going to stay home and watch on TV. Sorry if you're watching online. I know. So sorry. That just slipped. You'll be here next week. Maybe not. No, God wants to meet with us. But they hid in created things. Here's a recommendation I'd like to, um, if you like to read, there's a book I would highly recommend The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. And there he says, Hurry is the greatest enemy of the spiritual life. A very good read if you like to read. The Father we worship wants a personal relationship with us. He wants to be in a relationship. He has made a way back for you and me through His Son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross to restore that relationship. He has given each of us an easy way back to that relationship, a way back to meaning that leads to a personal relationship with Him, a way back to His love and mercy and grace that uh, leads to confidence with meeting uh, with Him. A daily meeting and and this is not just a Sunday meeting it's a daily meeting that he wants with you and me a daily meeting where we can receive our daily bread because God has something for us each day that we need nutrients that comes from him that gives us a firm foundation on him it's a daily meeting that we can receive our daily bread see Christianity is not a bunch of rules It's a relationship with our Creator, God, that enables um, Him to restore us and rebuild us and to build us into who God wants us to be. Meeting mends our experience with God. It mends it. Secondly, meeting over missing with His people doing fellowship. And we see in the New Testament church, they did fellowship with other believers because they had something in common. They had Jesus in common. They shared a meal together. They broke bread together. There was communion. This looks like something that we do today that's called life groups, okay? If you are a part of a life group, you're doing life together. I've been a part of many life groups, and we've seen amazing things come out of life groups, I I can share stories, which I'm not going to, with life groups right now that I'm meeting, that God is doing some cool things in people's lives, because when we do life together, God shows up, and He does cool things through people. That was the intention of the New Testament church, and that was uh, not an option. They met in people's homes, and they did life together. See, we are to share the life of Christ with one another in a way that results in individual and corporate spiritual growth. When we come together, we grow spiritually, uh, individually, but as a corporate body, we grow as well. So it's important that we meet over missing. Hebrews 3 12, 13 says, see to it, brothers and sisters, that none of you has a sinful, unbelieving heart that turns away from the living God, because it can happen. But encourage one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that none of you may be hardened by sin's deceitfulness. I tell people when we walk out of our homes every day and we come back, we have to shower again because we have contaminants on us, right? There's dirt that gets on us. How many of you shower when you're born and you say, I'm good, see you on the other side? That'd be kind of scary. That's kind of like our spiritual walk. Every day we walk out into the world, there are things that are coming at us that is tempting us just like the garden and is causing us to trip up and fall and we need each other we need to do life with each other so that we can encourage each other to continue to grow, so we can hold each other accountable. The first verse that we started with, Hebrews 10, 24 and 25, and let us consider how we may spur <laughs> one another towards, uh, on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some of us are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another and all the more as you see the day approaching doing life together helping each other to grow together and helping each other to stay on the right path see what we see in the new testament church is that they did life together they did fellowship together how many of you've heard the uh, the phrase who you hang out with is who you become who you hang out with is who you become who are you hanging out with? Who are you doing life with? Who is pouring into you? Who is influencing you? Who is shaping you? Who is helping you grow? Who is pushing you in the right direction? Are they doing the right things when, they, when you see them? Do you see Christ in them? If you don't see Christ in them, you need to hang out with those kind of people, but you also need to have a base that is your foundation that is pouring into you that continues to keep you on the right path towards Jesus Christ. So, how do we experience his presence is when we hang out with him and we hang out with his people his body when we hang out with him on a daily basis when we hang out with his people if that's on a sunday if that's on a tuesday if that's on a wednesday night if that's in life groups if that's on serve teams where we get to serve at the local church together and do life together We are hanging out and doing life together. Why is this important? Because Ephesians 4, 14, 16 says, Then you will no longer be infants, you'll continue to grow, you'll no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by uh, by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every aspect or uh, respect the mature body of him who is the head, that is Christ. From him, the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament growing, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. So what we see here is that we spur each other on by telling the truth in love. I think it's important for us to be able to tell each other the truth that is found in God's Word, but we do that well when we're in a relationship. When we're not in a relationship, we meddle, right? We don't want to meddle in people's lives. We need to first build a relationship so that we've earned the trust to be able to speak truth into people's lives. And they can speak truth into our lives so that we may come under the umbrella of God's body, being God being the head, and then we have the body which is made up of us that come together supporting each other, supported by God, so that we can continue to grow in our spiritual walk. When we are devoted to meeting with Him and His people, we become rooted in Him. We become foundationally solid in him. And we used this passage last week, and we'll kind of end with this. They're like trees planted along a river bank, with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green, and they never stop producing fruit. Experiencing God meeting with him meeting with others not being in the habit of missing but being in the habit of meeting last week we gave you an application on how to put this into practice i talked to if you were here we talked about the the application of soap using scripture spending five minutes in scripture five minutes of observation five minutes of uh, application and then five minutes of prayer right Uh, Actually, I said five. I I totaled that up to 15. It was five, five, two, and three. Okay, 15 minutes with God. I want to give you another another application. And these are all ideas for you to put into practice so you can grow in a walk with Jesus. This is not like if you do this, this will happen. No, it's an opportunity for you to experience the presence of God. And this is called a five, five, five. Okay, 15 minutes. Five minutes in His Word. Five minutes in prayer. But here's something I want to add in there. Five minutes of quiet time. That's something that is lost in our world today. I mean, quiet. No music, no distractions. And why why do we need that time? We need God to be able to speak into our hearts and into our lives. And the best way for you to be able to hear the voice of God is to be quiet, to be still in his presence, to not be distracted by the things of this world. So after you've spent five minutes reading his word, five minutes talking to him, now you take five minutes to just listen. What is God speaking to you? Because he wants to meet with you, right? he wants to meet with you, does he want to speak to you? Does he want to pour into your life? Does he want to help you through the season that you're in right now? So that's an application. Second application, we'll be talking about this here in the fall, before long, but joining a life group. Join a life group. It is We talked about the wellspring of life. (laughs) In a way, it's kind of a wellspring for you. And we do life together with other believers. If you're not a part of a life group, get with Pastor Shelby, talk to me, talk to Eli, talk to our staff. Let's get you connected, but let's join a life group. Lead a life group so others can join. It is important for us to do life together. See, what God creates, He governs. He created you. He wants to govern your life. He does not do that with an iron fist, but through a loving relationship. How do we know that? The communion table. Jesus, he sent his son, the ultimate sacrifice for you and me. The father sent his son to die for each one of us And the reason? To restore the relationship. To restore the lines of communication. To restore the meeting together. To create the holy space where when we call on Jesus, He comes and He meets with us. And there is a holy moment that starts to happen in that that time. And you have that opportunity. The Father loves you. He wants to govern you. But He wants to be in that vibrant relationship this morning, we get to celebrate communion. We get to meet with Him. We get to come to the table this morning to connect. I think communion can become very ritualistic, but I don't want that for you this morning. I want you to understand what you are getting ready to do. You're getting ready to come and to meet with the King of kings and the Lord of lords that sent his son to die for you so that you may be restored back into a relationship. So this morning, um, as we prepare for communion, I'm gonna, I've asked Pastor Tom and Lori to come. And normally, you guys are used to four people serving communion and, and four stations, but you're going to start hearing this a lot in the next month. <laughs> but this word called last. <laughs> this is the last Time that Pastor Tom and Laurie will be serving us communion um, for uh, before they will be retiring and moving to Iowa. So I've asked them to come and help serve communion today, so that you have an opportunity to come meet with them. Uh, they've they've been a blessing to our congregation to our church to each one of you you each have a story with them and uh even as you come to meet with god uh, i've asked them to serve you today so here's what's getting ready to happen it's going to look a little different so i just want you to put everything you've uh been used to in the past uh in the past uh actually here's what we're going to do um this this section here you guys are going to come down the middle from the front make your way to the back come down to the middle you'll make your way down be served and then you'll make your way back to your seats okay this group over here you're doing the same thing you're going to come down the middle receive the elements make your way back to your seats this group here we're going to make it confusing for you since we want to get you communion we're going to split you down the middle now if your spouses stay together don't get split down the middle but you guys are going to just follow that row don't come through here just follow that row follow the row as it goes Next row, follow it all the way, follow it all the way, make your way, to, and then you'll sneak in. You guys can do that. Follow all the way, come down, okay? I might be a little confused in the middle, that's all good. One Sunday will be good, right? You guys good? Awesome. Also, once you receive the elements, you'll go back to your seat, and you will receive it uh, when you are ready. Give you an opportunity to reflect, don't wait on everyone. When you're ready, you'll receive the elements, okay? And when you... Uh, feel like you are done, you can stand, you can worship uh, as the others are receiving the elements. Here at Flag Church, we uh, practice open communion, which means you don't have to be a member of Flag Church or you don't have to be a member of uh, any church. All we ask is that you have a relationship with Jesus Christ, that you've asked him into your heart, that you are walking with him. And if that's you, we welcome you to come to the table this morning to meet with him because he wants to meet with you. So, um, as we prepare for communion this morning, um, I want to do something a little different that we haven't done before, but um, I thought it was very appropriate as we talk about this God that wants to be in a relationship with us, that cares about us, that wants to meet with us. Many of you have read the 23rd Psalm in different contexts, but I want to I go read the 23rd Psalm, and I'm going to make a few tweaks as we read it just to personalize I'm not changing anything just to personalize this but I want you to close your eyes and just reflect on this as I read this passage of who our father is to each of us the Lord is your shepherd you lack nothing he makes you lie down in green pastures because he cares about you And he leads you beside quiet waters. He refreshes your soul. He guides you along the right path for his namesake. And even though you walk through the darkest valley, maybe that's you this morning. A difficult season. A difficult path fear no evil for he is with you his rod and his staff they comfort you he prepares a table before you he wants to meet with you in the presence of your enemies he anoints your head with oil your cup Overflows. Surely his goodness and love will follow you all the days of your life, and you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. This morning, as you come to receive the elements, be reminded that this God loves you. This God sent his son to die for you, to restore your relationship, and he wants to meet with you day in and day out so if you'd stand at this time the worship team will lead us and i'd like to invite you guys to start from the front and make your way to the back and receive the elements